Unlocking, Your World, Of Creativity, with Mark Stinson, Copyright 2021. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book. Hello again, everyone. It's Mark Stinson, and you've come to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. This is the place where we talk to creative experts from all over the world about creative inspiration, about organizing our ideas, and about creating connections and opportunities to get our work out into the world. And today, my guest is in Philly, and we're talking with Hollis Citron. Hi, Hollis, everybody. how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the invite. Uh, you bet. It's great to talk to you. You know, Hollis says that creativity really goes beyond the pencil, beyond the brush and the pen. It's not just the people who are designing or writing books or making records, but it's really any time of that moment when the light bulb goes on and you say, aha, I think I have an idea. Hollis, I mean, that is so true. And there's nothing that beats that feeling, is there? There is nothing that beats that feeling. It's like that it's like the butterflies in your stomach. It's kind of like you get that, you know, you get that download and all of a sudden it's like this visceral feeling. You just feel it throughout your whole body and your stomach just kind of feels like excited and butterfly. And you're like, yes, that's it. And Hollis's background is as an art teacher. She's also uh, had a design career and an art career, but now is really focused on workshops you know, for creators, for people who want to exercise that creative muscle, I might say. And then there's even a art for healing angle to some of your work, which I definitely want to touch on. But Hollis, when people come to you and say, you know, I really want to put more energy into my creative work and try to spark some, some new ideas. What do you feel they're trying to express? I just see it as their voice. I mean, the definition of creativity, when you look it up, is the formation of an idea or an object. So that's the traditional definition. So when people are saying, usually it's, I'm not sure what to do, or you know, I haven't done anything in a really long time. I've been working and focusing on adults within the last year and a half, I still do work with kids, but I really got excited about working with adults because there's so much adulting that goes on and we get caught up in life and we kind of forget and become disconnected from what actually lights us up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when people are to the point of coming to me, they're acknowledging that they want to make a change. And through that process, I'm usually say, well, it's a matter of reconnecting with yourself. And is it because people have sort of now built up these walls? I used to be creative, but now I'm not all that creative, or I've never really been that creative, or my parents told me to stop playing with art and get a job, or whatever it is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what, you know that story. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so how, how do you approach that then? <laughs> well, I'll usually start off, and I will say, everybody's creative, and they'll say, well, not me, or something. So I say... What do you like doing? Well, and then some people say, well, I don't know. I like to cook. Well, there we go. That's creative. You're forming recipes or you're following recipes and you're making something and it's bringing you joy. 
you're actually like sculpting it, you know, with your hands. It's another form of sculpture. Um, I have a really good friend who she would take a lot of classes and do a lot of different things. And she kind of just didn't feel the connection of feeling like she was that successful. So when we finally made the connection that teaching, she is an incredible teacher. She is like the sec she's this teacher that is so out of the box and really hands-on and gets her kids interactive and thinking and all this stuff. And when, when I finally said, well, that's your creativity. And she's like, oh my God, I feel like a weight is lifted off of me. She's like, I feel like I've been searching for something, but the whole time she's been doing it. Mm -hmm. So I find that a lot with people like business, people who work in business, that's all about problem solving. It's about communication. It's about all of these, you know, relationship building, all of this stuff is a creative process. So you don't have to be just one thing, but I think when people make the realization that that is a creative expression, it's, it's life-changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the expression part. And I guess, you know, you've also said that you want to make this kind of art and creativity accessible meaning approachable, meaning, you know, you can do it because especially with art people, oh, well, I can't paint. It's, you know, and they start judging the work pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve, I guess, because I went to art school, uh, ceramics was my major. And when I say, you know, when you do the thing, what do you do? And say, you know, I work with clay. I went to art school. I'm an art teacher. And people immediately say, well, I can't draw or paint. I'm like, well, neither can I. Like, mm -hmm. that's not my expression. That's not my voice. Just because you're a quote unquote visual artist doesn't mean that that's what you do. So I think that just my mission has kind of been to expand that definition so people can see themselves within that space and uh, not feel so, it's not so limiting. One of the things I was reading about uh, your workshops is, you know, some are even just called your time. You know, we're not here to make something or market something. It's just time for yourself. How is that important to people? Why do we need that time to ourselves to create? Thank you for pointing that out. Because we need to fill ourselves up. We need to do things that make us feel good. We need to, it's like getting into that state of flow, getting into that state of calm, getting into that state of where you're not thinking about all those other things that are going on and all those things that you quote unquote have to do. So having this me time, it's not, it's selfish time, if you want to call it that. <laughs> it's time that you need to carve out for yourself in order to recharge. And I think so often we don't take that time. And because mm -hmm. we don't take that time, we're depleted. And we can't, I, it's a lot about, we don't give ourselves permission. Um, and I think it affects how we connect, how we connect with other people, how we connect with ourselves. Because if you're not feeling, if you're feeling annoyed or frustrated or not fulfilled, then you're not bonding with yourself because you're annoyed with yourself and you're not bonding with other people because you're walking around annoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the listeners of the podcast, since we're on audio only, don't have the benefit I do of seeing where you are right now in, <laughs> your, in your studio, in your art storage room, surrounded by, you know, what I would call creative stimuli. Others might call it the art supplies. But <laughs> how do you, for this me time, I guess, what are some of the projects that people could think about in a workshop that is just for that purpose? What are some examples of that? 
Well, I mean, I literally have this time for this membership that I do and everything. And it's people bring what they want to work on. So it could be writing. It could be cooking. It could be the person that um, has a project. Like one of my people has like a painting project that she's been wanting to work on, but she's been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So she wanted to do research to get some ideas for that project. For me, I'm working on a vision board um, and I'm doing a collage. So for me, it's kind of going through magazines and tearing out images and just playing with it and having fun. So those are some examples of, you know, stuff that, stuff that it can be some, not anything that's like, that's taxing. So I see what you're saying that you're, you're framing out this time for the people to do what they want to do. You're, You're not scheduling a class, you know, painting 101. You're just saying whatever it is that you want to pursue your creative passion, you know, here's your block of time to do it. Yeah. And we hang out together. We have like a Zoom call and we hang out and we talk. But my suggestion is like within your audience for people to be doing this themselves. One thing I found too that's really helpful is if you're if you don't want to be part of a group kind of thing, accountability partner. An account, accountability partner is somebody that you can just kind of reach out to and they're like-minded, so they get you. If you're surrounding yourself around people who don't really get you and are just kind of taking your time and taking your time because so often us creatives, we're givers and we want to help people. So we want to help solve the problem. We want to help do this. We want to help do that. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, now I have no time for myself. So being around like-minded people. And in this case, if you want to connect with another person, having that accountability be like, even if you're not hanging out with them while you're doing it, you could be saying to them, I am carving out this time and you are helping me. We're going to talk the next day. And I'm going to be honest with you and say if I did it or not. Yeah, tell you what I came up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's shift gears a little bit because I mentioned in the outset that you you also apply some of this in a healing modality and practice. Tell us a little bit about how that works. So I think whatever you're doing that you enjoy is healing in general anyway. Um, But I do have these bags that I call art for healing. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to put them in spaces that are medical facilities where loved ones and the patient are in a state of stress. They're in a state of worry. They're in a state of anxiety. And I'm creating these kits where people can be able to have access to them. So while they're waiting for results, while they are going through stressful times, they can have something in front of them that they could be working on that's creating connection and joy and inspiration and taking themselves out of the the worry, fear. That's so good. And especially, like you said, in these medical settings. How could people learn more about these kits? So I have on my website, I am creativephilly.net. I have all the information about me and I have an online store where people can order kits for themselves. Um, but specifically these art for healing kits, they're in the process of being created. Yeah, but all great. of the kits that I provide, um, I call them experiential kits. 
they all have this purpose in mind, which is for connection, all the reasons that I just stated. Now, you also, you were mentioning working with adults and individuals. Do you ever do this in groups or for companies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. I do it for run Zoom. So a lot of times with the kids, what I'll do is I'll talk to organizations. I've been working with a lot of social service organizations and they say to me how many weeks they want to work. Um, they have a group for, and then I customize projects and then create kits for them and then teach them through Zoom. But besides that, I can work with companies on, you know, anything that they want in team building activities with, I have another kind of workshop that I put out there for doodling and free expression. And yeah, there's just so many, so many ways to kind of have people have fun and get out of their own way. Yeah. So even if people think they're not artistic, you can go to a doodling class. And I take them through the steps very clearly, breaking it down. Like, for example, within the doodling class, you know, it's just lines and lines make shapes. And I always have the teacher part of me always has and I'm visual. So I have a slideshow that takes people through the steps. But I always make it a point where everything is experiential, like it needs to be hands on. I'm not going to sit here and talk to people because nobody wants that. Like in well, order or, to really and just get, about the theory of it all. Yeah, because to get into it, you have to experience it. That's the only way. And Alice, what about your own creative journey? What what led you to this idea and this realization that a we're all creative, but b we need time to think and express and connect. I think it's really been in. I'm so grateful. One, I didn't know I was going to go to art school. Like I had no idea that that was going to happen. I wasn't a school kid. I was just not really that into it. I'm not the kid that was like, I hung out in art class all the time, like, but I was always out of the box. Like my thinking was always a little skewed. It's <laughs> just like, just different, um, related, saw things in a different way. So in my journey where these teaching opportunities came up and I was actually really shocked because I was really shy, incredibly shy. Like you would look at me and I could turn purple. And it removed me from so many, I shut myself down from so many opportunities, but the universe obviously had a plan for me because started presenting these teaching opportunities to me. And I'm like, oh my God, now I actually have to use my voice and get up in front of people, which I started doing. And then I realized I wanted to go back to school for it. And then in all of these spaces where I taught, I saw so much from like the gamut of, of you know, the inner city to suburbia and all different kinds of abilities and I just saw so much but there was always this this heartbeat this like string that kind of went through everything where it was always people always those I'm always for the underdog so there's always been in every setting that I've been in the person that says I am not a creative person and I've just always been on a mission to help prove them otherwise so if that answers your question. <laughs> well, it does. And, and, and I want to pick up on something you said, this kind of urban to suburban, you know, kind of spectrum. Do you find that in an urban setting, this need for creative expression, you know, when there's just so many other, not only distractions, but pressures living in the inner city? Why is that important? I think the main thing is to give somebody a voice. And I think the biggest thing I found in, and I love teaching inner city. It's like a passion of mine. Um, I actually want to create a creativity center specifically for this population. It's one of 
remove them from the noise and be in a beautiful space. I just think that there's so many elements that people are dealing with all of the time. So what I really learned in this kind of setting is that it's not personal because as I'm up there teaching, you do not know, and it's really in any setting, but it's just much more pervasive there. You don't know if somebody ate. You don't know if they were up in the middle of the night and in fourth grade taking care of their baby sister. Mm-hmm. You don't know the circumstances of the parent. Like You don't know if there's 10 people in, a, in an apartment or in a house and they didn't sleep on a bed. Like There's so many things that are going on. So I think that it's a matter of reaching a person and allowing them to understand that expressions exist in so many ways. So even if it's not in the art room, but they can be in my space and be able to use their voice and express themselves, giving them the safety, giving them a safe space. That's great. Now also uh, on your personal creativity uh, plate is a recent book that you had a chance to contribute to uh, called Awakening. I wondered if you'd tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. That was a really great opportunity, honestly, because I had never written before, honestly. And somebody had offered me the opportunity and it resonated. I was like, yeah, I actually, you know, kind of low key have been wanting to do something like this. And yeah, and it was a great opportunity and it just kind of spilled out. It literally took, I think, three days at the most. It was like 3,000 words and it just kind of came out and it hit me in the middle of the night kind of thing. Like I, I kind of structured it out and then it was like 1.30 in the morning. And the voice inside my head was like, you have to do this now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm just up and typing and yeah, just kind of knocked it out and was so grateful for the opportunity. It was, it felt really good. It felt good to challenge myself to do something different out of my norm. So that felt really good. Uh, a little scary, but, and good. Like that's what we're here to do. Like we face those challenges. And I met so many incredible people in the process. And you talk about connection. I met people from all over the world. Sounds so fun. Well, Hollis, what a terrific conversation. I mean, the, the creative energy that comes through and the purpose. And I think that's what a lot of t- people are also looking for when they say, yes, I want to have a creative expression. But first, I need to feel that purpose or that passion to express it in some way. And it really comes through from you. Thank you. I think once people find it, and I think if the main takeaway is just try different things and don't be afraid to fail Mm -hmm. because that's part of the process. You have to mess up in order to know. It's like there's this amazing book called Beautiful Oops. It's a kid's book. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I haven't, but I'm going to go find it. I love it. And it just shows all the mistakes you can make and how you can turn it into something else. And I have to say, that's one of the books that um, I, I would have kids in my classroom kind of quoting because we'd say, we make a mistake. What do we do? And they'd say, beautiful loops, try something different, try something new. And I think it's, of course, amazing for kids to learn that so they know it as adults. But I think it's so important for adults that aren't knowing where to go. It's important to understand that we're going to make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. And to embrace them and move on and not dwell in it. So true. Well, my guest has been Hollis Citron. Hollis, how can we connect with you, learn more about your work and follow what you're doing? Thank you. So it's I am creative philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y dot net is my website that has everything in it. I have a podcast too that's in there. And yeah, that's the best way because it has my email and has everything. Well, I love this takeaway, Hollis, that, you know, you need the time for sure. 
So I think if I started at the top of the list, it'd be to block out time to be creative, time to think, and then time to express. And then uh, the second thing I would take away is you're expressing something. I mean, you know, you're giving a voice to whatever feeling or passion that you have and to be encouraged by people like you. We all need that. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Mark. I love it. This has been great. Yeah, it has been. Well, let's be sure to connect with Hollis at IamCreativePhilly.net. We'll see all the workshops and learn more about the books and the uh, podcasts that she has. So it's fantastic. Well, thanks to Hollis for being here. And thank you listeners for coming by and join us again next time. We're moving on from Philadelphia to our next stop on the world tour of creativity. And we're going to talk to another expert on how to improve our inspiration for sure, but also how to organize our ideas and structure the work, organize the opportunities, all to get our work up and out into the world, if that's our goal. So this is the place to join. It's unlocking your world of creativity. I'm Mark Stenson, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021.